Welcome to You Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There there was a fair bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. This uh, episode is Season 4, Episode 6, Laws of Gods and Men. Um, we have a new panel. <laughs> We've got two new people tonight. I'm happy to uh, introduce to you Kama. Kama, if you just want to say hello. Hi, I'm Kama Splice. Um, grammar saves lives on Tumblr. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Erin, a.k.a. Rose Papillon. Um, my current URL is Brienne of Toph. Nice. We switched one Aussie for another, so. <laughs> uh, Torg. Hi, I am Torgover, and you know me from a few weeks ago, and uh, I am evil Torgover for shippy goodness on Tumblr. Eon? Hey, this is Eon. I'm also known as Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. And I'm Lady of Tarth hyphen posts on Tumblr, also known as Lot. Okay, let's jump into this episode. <clears throat> um, oh, and I should mention the reason we brought Kama on for this panel is because she's our resident um, Stannis <laughs> Rath <Yep>. fan. <laughs> so we're expecting great things from you, Kama. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Stannis equals stamina. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Um, so we open up, we see um, the red sails of Stannis's and Davis' boat as they're sailing into Braavos. And I wrote, don't look up as they go up. I thought it was a really cool looking city, though. I, I love that shot. And um, did you notice that it was in the opening credits, too? Yes, yes. I thought that was so neat. I, I love it when they have new things. Yeah, me too. And um, they go to the bank of Braavos, um, the Iron Bank. And they are, um, well, I'm, I'm guessing that Davis's letter work because they've got an audience with these bankers. Um, they call him Lord Stannis and uh, Davis kind of takes offense to it and kind of reprimands the bankers. Um, you know, as Davis is Stannis's biggest supporter, of course. Um, the bankers ask, how many fighting men and ships do you have? And he asks, how are you going to feed these men? The numbers don't add up. Um, <clears throat> so I'm guessing Stannis doesn't know of the Baratheon debt. Like, what? Can somebody help me out? I'm not really good with this banking and the financial stuff. What's going <laughs> on in this scene? Um, can I jump in? Or? Yes, please. Sure. I, I think he does know. I mean, he was on the small council. Um, he's got to know that Robert was in huge debt to, at least to um, Tywin. And I don't think it's news to him um, that they're in debt. I think it's just, he hasn't really thought, I don't think, in those terms of how to make this work for him. I mean, he's very much, um, I mean, the key to Stannis is he he doesn't really want to be king. He he thinks it's his right to be king because of the way the, you know, well, Cersei and Jamie has worked out. So it's sort of like he's fighting for that, but I don't know that he'd ever planned on, you know, the Iron Throne. It was not something he wanted. Right. It's just, it's his right. 
Yeah. He's just and, and he's very much about doing things right and by the book. Yes. That's and I, I I think he know I mean he's gotta have known that there's a mess. And I think in the books there's a scene where he talks about cleaning house when he becomes king and getting rid of all the bootlickers and stuff. So he's gotta know there's a giant mess waiting to be cleaned up. So I don't think it's news to him that the crown is, you know, in the red. I th- so yeah, I guess in a way he's almost um, pitching himself as the stable person. This is who you want to back, and banks love stability, right? Right. That's yeah. What Does that make sense, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was trying to remember too. In the books, does it not the Iron Bank that comes to Stannis at the Wall? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Much later in the books, yeah. like in a, a dance with dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like the change. I actually, I, I've been really critical of a lot of the show only, you know, the show invention changes. But this I liked because it, it gave him something to do and it kind of gave him agency that he's going out and he's trying to, you know, get his funding for his war. And uh, I don't know, I, it made sense because otherwise there's really nothing for him to do until he, you know, the stuff from dance happens that he goes off. So I think it's good. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate how they're having him really prepare before he barges into the wall like he does in the books. So uh, I, I think that I can understand that change. Yeah, does, I am. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, my favorite thing about this scene is just Davos's absolute loyalty Stannis. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a really dramatic scene when he takes, you know, when they're refusing Stannis and Davis just cannot take that. And he dramatically takes off his glove and holds up his mm-hmm. hand, but he kind of looks like he's starting to do the, the dance from Stop by the Spice Girls. <laughs> sort of dramatically. Yes, we all thought that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Pretty dramatic of uh, Davis. That's a good guy to bring along to your loan application I think. Yeah. He's he just, a zealot to argue with you. I think we just all would really love like a, a Davis in our lives. <laughs> yes, I, 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 could, like, I could totally relate with Stannis in that part where he's just pacing up and down. If you've ever applied <laughs> for a bank loan, I mean, that's how I usually feel. <laughs> he doesn't have much income, but he has good credit. <laughs> yes. I, I will say, I saw this thing on Tumblr where someone basically said, so the Iron Bank is like Sally Mae. You know, you're, they're going to get your student loan money out of you somehow. You know, <laughs> No matter what you do, no matter where you go, they're going to get their due. Oh, please and, don't bring up Sally Mae. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> I don't know what that is. But <laughs> I don't know the, a lot uh, of things up here. I think it's the U.S. government, the federal uh, student loan program, and they're notorious for getting their um, their money back. Okay, okay. I bet you didn't know what that was either, did you, Aaron? No idea. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, I have to clarify for our international listeners. Oh, yes. Okay, moving on. Um, it's like a bath scene, and Davis is going up to his pirate buddy. I can't remember this guy's name. Saladar Son! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and he's kind of, I guess, hooking him into helping him out with whatever these plans are of his. And I, I have, like, what is that exactly? I promise I did watch this episode. <laughs> they want his ships. 
he's a pirate and he's worked with Davos because Davos has been a smuggler and they want his ships pirate fleet I guess I'm not really clear on that well he worked with them before they have a history and he's kind of Davos's guy yeah they're buddies yeah I'm not gonna lie I was kind of distracted by the restuses <laughs> <laughs> I, I was distracted by the fact that it looks like they reused the Harrenhal bath set. <laughs> like, slightly redesigned, but those are the same set. Ooh. I bet you're right. Someone was having a heartfelt confession in the other corner over there. Yeah, yeah. That would have been funny That's if they perfect. just panned over and it was James and Brienne. <laughs> no, he hasn't even got Brienne there. He's just pretending. He just wants to relive that moment. So that's sweet. <laughs> just talking to his golden hand as though it's Brienne. Just put a little wig on it. <laughs> we can make any scene about Jamie and Brienne. Right. <laughs> we should. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, the next scene we see is of Yara Greyjoy. Um. And she's um. It's like a. She's reading the note that was given to the her well to Balon by Ramsay Snow. And it's just this whole, like, I guess she's trying to inspire and rally her men to, uh, I guess, take, get Theon back. Um, so they are attacking. Are they attacking the Dreadfort or are they at King's Moot? That's the Dreadfort. Dreadfort, Dread okay. <clears throat> um, so she takes a young man down with her um, who takes her down to the pens. She slits his throat. Um, Theon refuses to go with her. He is totally insane and terrified of Ramsay um, who does come down and he looks comically villainous <laughs> as he comes down shirtless and covered in cuts big fight erupts um, and then eventually Ramsay releases the hounds and then there's this really weird hilarious cut of Yara just jumping into the boats and it's almost like a boat version of like burning rubber or hightailing <laughs> it out of there it was like, a weird cut I thought um, so my, my question is, what is the point of this scene, do you think, the way they... To keep the actors employed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, sorry. I really liked, uh, I love Theon's story in A Dance with the Dragons, and I thought this was kind of a way to sort of bring up th what the prose in that book demonstrates, to show how far gone he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, it doesn't say much for um, Ashiyara, though. Um, that's just what I'm going to call her on the show. Um, because she's so determined to go in there and save Theon at all costs. And she, you know, they're killing all these men on the way in and they break in. She finds Theon and then Ramsay comes out and they have this little standoff. But as soon as he threatens her with the dogs, she runs away. And, like, we don't even see the dogs attacking anyone. And it was just a really weird way to end that scene, I thought. She's allergic to pet dander. She <laughs> sneezes all over. It's really embarrassing. I think. Oh I, no, I understand that. I think I might have commented on somebody's Tumblr <laughs> that because they they had a, like a gif that basically said the same thing. But I'm like, no, I totally would have jumped in that boat. I hate dogs. Mean dogs scare me. I I had problems with this scene. I think a couple of reasons. Um, I I spent a lot of it wondering why the heck they didn't just hit Theon over the head and drag him out of there bodily. <laughs> And then yeah. that bothered yeah. me. Um, I really was bothered by ha them having um, Asha run away because she's such a badass. And I, I really, I'm thinking we must have missed something they cut out for editing purposes because yeah. it made no sense. And then my huge biggest pet peeve 
has been that every single episode they've got these people fighting in the dark and I can't see what <laughs> Hey, we I didn't mean, even mention how well lit Stannis was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, right. in the Stannis corner of fandom was so excited by the previews because he was going to be in natural light and we could see him. <laughs> Because Team Dragonstone is almost always in the dark. And this was the same thing. They're fighting. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I understand it's supposed to be a medieval world, but I expect to be able to see the actors and kind of have a sense. And I didn't get that with this. It was like, okay, there's a bunch of people fighting, and presumably when it's all done, we'll know who won. That makes me so sad that that's what like Team Dragonstone gets excited about. Stannis is going to be a natural light. <laughs> Well, we're very excited about what we think episode nine is going to hold. But, you know, in the meantime, we've got to have something to keep our, you know, (laughs) our hopes up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyone have any other additional thoughts about the Yara Asha scene? I think they're going to be. Oh, for me. I just really, as far as like the Asha Theon scene, um, mainly, I mean, they just wanted maybe to put Asha in, in the, in the books. Asha doesn't really care too much about Theon. She doesn't accept him as an ironborn. Um, they gave her a little bit of a lighter, you know, shade. She actually cares for him in the show. And whenever she gets to the Dreadford, she's trying to get him. But I mean, the way that I'm, I'm actually, I'm really happy with Alfie Allen's portrayal of, of Reek. It's really good. It is good. I mean, by the time she gets to him, I mean, he's like a broken dog. And she's trying to get him, and he's he bites her. I mean, and she sees that he's gone. He is not Theon anymore. He's Reek. And I think that's why she ran, because I think if he was really Theon, if she saw that he was really Theon, she would have fought tooth and nail to get him back. And that's why she just, she ran. And she says that he's dead. Because, I mean, if she brought him back to... You know, the Iron Islands, I mean, they wouldn't accept him as Theon. He's just, he's Reek now. Yeah. That's a really good point. Did you you have anything to add, Torek? Oh, um, eh, not really. Okay, (laughs) we'll move on then. Um, It's more uh, Ramsey and Reek, and uh, he's rewarding Theon with a bath, although it's um, not really a reward. He's actually trying to clean him up because he wants him to pretend, quote-unquote, to be Theon Greyjoy. And then there's, like, that whole exchange where he asks him, do you love me? And, like, Theon looks at him, and you just, it's, he says, of course, my lord. And it looks like he really does. Like, he is so messed up. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Uh, I have to say, though, Elfie Allen is absolutely killing it as Rake. He is, uh-huh. really. I think it'd be very difficult for an actor to play that role and not overdo it, um, but he's he's absolutely doing an outstanding job. And it's difficult as it is to watch. I mean, it's supposed to be difficult to watch. It was Hello? difficult to read. <laughs> Am Hi. I here? Yep, you're here. We yeah, just lost okay. you for a second. We're okay. We're back on track. Yeah. Um, so, anybody else want to add anything about the Ramsey Reek scene before we move on? I think that the guy that's playing Ramsey. I can't remember his name. He's doing a good job, too. They both as far are. as this season. Um, last season, I wasn't really crazy about him. But, I mean, he's really showing that he's a, he's a crazy dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And didn't he actually originally audition for one of the other main parts? Like Jon Snow. Jon Snow, yeah. Yep. That would have been so much better. Really? <laughs> would have preferred yeah. that? Yes. Well, only if he played him like he plays Ramsay. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, oh, I man. don't know about <laughs> I could get on board with that. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Dragons. Um, so we see like a field full of goats, and we kind of all know where this is going. As <clears throat> soon as you see it, um, Drogon um, comes in, lights up a goat, and flies away with his snack. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you can really add to this, but if anyone has something they want to throw in now, I do. Um, I was distracted in this scene because they're filming in Iceland, but. They're, they're filming like three different storylines uh, story in Iceland this year. And um, this one kind of distracted me because I thought, that's not Essos, that's, that's Iceland. <laughs> that's, ex- that's, that's where Aria was last time. Like, is this, a, is this a tourism ad? That's great. I'll go there. I totally uh, agree with you, Erin, on that. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. didn't really look like it, did it? It wasn't the same It's language. not grassy, it's not sandy, it's not rocky. Yeah. It looked cold. Yeah. All I could think about was that super cut video with the goats. <laughs> <laughs> they should have added some of those sound effects. All right. I'm really disappointed. That would have been way freakier and hilarious. Okay. I know oh. my daughter was not a fan of the, that scene with the goats. Really? No. Oh, nope. yeah. Poor little goaties. Yeah. Maybe somebody can animate a pizza being carried <laughs> Just I can, but I don't know if I should. I should. <laughs> should is always the answer. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next scene we see is Daenerys sitting on her throne, and she's, I guess, holding court with her sub- new subjects of Marine. Um, <clears throat> she gives uh, the dude comes in with his, the dude. This is how I name these people. He has his like remains of his charred goat. <laughs> And she gives him three times the value of his goats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the next um, to come in and see Daenerys is Hizdar Zolark. I probably butchered that. <laughs> anyone want to anyone want to say it properly? <laughs> no. Hizdar Lorak. It's a Zolark, maybe. Harzu. I don't think I did that bad in retrospect. I know, like, in A Dance Mirror with Dragons. Knees, dude. Every, I know, right? It's like in A Dance with Dragons, every time there was a Danny chapter, it's like all the names were just, uh, they all became like Harzu to me. There are too many Zs. Like, yes. I would never have paid it. Like, whenever I get to names like these when I'm reading, I kind of just like, yeah, that's his name in my head, right? And, yeah, just skip over it. So, his dar. Um, anyway, so he comes in and he uh, mentions that one of the men that were crucified was his father and he wants permission to take the father off that the cross and to bury the other 162 Miranese that she crucified. Um, he gets on his knees and begs her and finally she relinquishes and says, bury your father. Um, she looks quite exhausted after that and asks well, how many more people do I have to see here and it's 212 more to go she's <laughs> in for a very long day yeah <laughs> I uh, am not a into ruling oh, sorry <laughs> go ahead Erin <laughs> I was just going to say um, 
she sort of after they say two hundred and twelve, she sort of looks to Jorah for help, and he just kind of shrugs at her yeah. like, "Man, I I didn't really think this through either. I just." You know, so I just thought there'd be lots of money in this. <laughs> Didn't we have like 92, 93 ships? We could have, you know, jumped on that and gone to Westeros by now. No. Should have thought it through. Should have thought it through. <laughs> there was like, a Tumblr post where somebody had like him saying, well, hey, at least you're sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I actually, I normally could care less what's going on across the narrow sea. Normally that's when I kind of tune out. But I liked the scene. Um, I thought it was a good illustration. She's really good at the theater. I mean, she's good at the charisma. She's good at being Misa. She's good at... You could see, she likes all those titles. And I I mean, yeah, and she also likes to play Mother of the People and all that. But she's very... She's not very good at the day-to-day, the ruling, the making those kind of... The harder decisions. I mean, I know that's why she's learning what she's learning to do. And I thought it was a good way of demonstrating... She thinks she has this in the bag, and she is going to be in for a rough ride. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I actually, I mean, this scene looks really promising for future episodes. Um, what I got from that scene, I mean, you see two problems. You see the dragons fucking shit up already. They're going <laughs> mm-hmm. after the goats. You see one of the, the sheep hoard the goat herder come in and bring out the bones and everything she pays him like three times like the worth of the goats and in the books you know that happens but more more people start coming up saying hey your dragon just ate my goat and it's like every time you know that they come in you know she's like oh god another goat i'm gonna have to pay for and then later on it's a child's bones and i'm pretty sure that that is gonna happen i hope I'm wondering if they're going to do that. I, I, I feel think like they, they are. Set up. That's how I felt like that. I, um, I think so, too. Also, I mean, complications that arise from her sense of justice imposed on a culture with varying values. Yes. I mean, um, Hisdor Larock, in the book, you get her point of view. So, I mean, in the book, I mean, I think they did very good casting on this guy. Um He's kind of described as having flawless olive skin, but she didn't care about his hairdo. <laughs> but um, she liked Dario's haircut. I, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, but um, I mean, he was a very passionate person. He cared about his culture, and you would, I mean, in the show, I think they kind of cover that pretty well. I mean, he would care about his dad. But um, the big thing that I'm I'm looking forward to is they're probably gonna make him a little bit i mean he's gonna push for the fighting pits and marine to be opened yeah, yeah. and i'm still ho- holding out hope that they're gonna introduce strong bowers though maybe, <laughs> he'll be, maybe he'll be in the fighting pits you know could be could be oh that would be awesome strong bellas i want strong bellas back <laughs> yeah i do i think a lot of people do i think it'll happen yeah. i'm gonna be optimistic <clears throat> i am okay now we're gonna go f- sail away across the narrow sea and we see the small council meeting um and oberin was up all night having sexy times <laughs> he always got to mention sex <laughs> oberin on screen and i like when he asked if he was the master of am i the master of something am i the master of coins master of ships <laughs> and mace jumps in like a child i would name me master of ships long before you he <laughs> did such a great job with this casting like this guy is yes. so unlikable <laughs> he's doing an awesome job as mace though 
Yes, I'm really yeah. impressed. Uh, I love when, when he's so- um. Tywin selects him to go and fetch his quill and paper, right. and he's so <laughs> proud. He's he's so proud to be selected as the bringer of the stationery. <laughs> And his, his reactions to things are hilarious. Like, uh, fuck the king. Oh, my word. Fuck the king. <laughs> his wordless reactions. Uh, yeah. Um, but I did have that um, when Tywin comes in, it totally just, he just shuts everything down. Like, it's right down to business, right? Like, cuts uh, Mace off mid-sentence when Mace is like, oh, it's such an honor to be a part of, yeah, 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 yeah. We got shit to do. Yeah. Um, anyway, Varys mentions that the Hound is out there, and um, he asks, "What's a suitable reward for getting a common cell sword, or not cell sword? Help me out. <laughs> What's the name of guys that will just cut throats who will um, go after the Hound? Um, Ten silver. Assassin? Hmm? Assassin? I think he's just like asking, like, what Joe Schmo would try yeah. to kill the hound? What would turn yeah. Joe Schmo into trying to kill the hound? He says, 10 silver stakes, and he offers 100 for the hound's head. Um, Daenerys is discussed a little bit, which is nice. So they're mm-hmm. actually starting to think of her as more of a concern, all except Cersei, who says, baby dragons. She's so <laughs> short sighted. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, and then Tywin calls her stupid forever dismissing Sir Barristan so it's kind of like on the same page as all of us but you know Uh, that was great I love that because it it sets stuff up because she is short sighted she's a short term thinker there's a problem she comes up with a solution and she doesn't think about what are the long term ramifications kind of like Daenerys actually I was just thinking that yeah yeah <clears throat> Definitely. Um, oh, Oberyn mentions the Unsullied. He says they're impressive in the field, and of course, less so in the bedroom, as he's Oberyn <laughs> and has to mention that. Um, I have to think he's doing that on purpose, just to make everyone else uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tywin wants to know if Varys can send his little birds into Marine. And I don't know. I just liked watching this scene. I always like these scenes when you get all these great actors sitting down talking politics and their plots and schemes. And it, it felt like a real like build up, like the possibility that man, these people are all going to meet up one day and they're all going to fight and there's going to be this great <laughs> epic battle and it'll be wonderful. No, they'll all die before that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think that scene. It's like we've been wondering, you know, how is Daenerys going to find about the betrayal of Jorah Mormont? I think that's going to be. That's how they're going to the do it. Varys sets his little birds or his little spies over to Essos. That's how it's going to happen. Yeah. I can see that. You're very good at that. <laughs> Extrapolating <laughs> and theorizing. Well, I think you're very good at it. We'll see if any of it comes true. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> see. we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Um, next scene is Varys and Oberon, and they're in the throne room. Um, we see the sands that are being set up for the court. Um, Oberyn determines Varys is from Lys. Um, they pointly t- pointlessly talk about Varys's sexual preferences. <laughs> uh, and he says he has absence of desire, leaves one to pursue other things, and a little look at the throne. Um, so, anybody want to help me out? What was the point of this exchange? What do you think? Is there one? 
I, I heard a position. I don't have any. I wish I had more original thoughts, but I read. I think I read this on Tumblr or some review, basically saying like, whereas like Littlefinger thrives on chaos, Varys is like an architect. Varys has all of these plans. I don't think he wants to be on the Iron Throne. I think he knows that's not where the power is. He wants to be doing the advising, doing the. You know, I think that's his end game. He wants to keep doing that, and he knows what's involved. I don't know. That's he's there for the good of the realm. That's what he wants. And he's... I, I'd yes. say he's firmly in Team Targaryen at this point still. Oh, yes. yeah. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So you think yeah. he wants Danny to take back the throne? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that, like, Illyrio and Varys were scheming with Doran Martell, which is Oberyn's brother. And... I'm not sure if Mar- if Oberyn was in on it too. Maybe Varys was trying to just size up Oberyn just to see if what he knew. He, what he knew, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe the I think the kind of what we're all saying is the scene seems like it was almost like Varys is a reminder to the audience is that Varys is a major player. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Jamie and Tyrion. Oh, he was so handsome in the scene. <laughs> oh god, he was hot. Hammer <laughs> was so close to his face on that opening shot, though. It was so beautiful. <laughs> uh, he comes in and he cuffs and manacles Tyrion. He's like, "Really, father's orders? You mustn't disappoint father." Um, uh, Jamie heads Tyrion down to his. I don't know what to call it, box stand where he's going to be put on trial. And all I could think about, and I don't know if you, it was that dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. All I was thinking. I, it was ruined by that. Well, <laughs> all I could think about. Uh, and then Toman steps down, uh, hands the reins over to Tywin. Um, Cersei is already sitting there. The judges enter and the trial begins. And um, one of the questions was, uh, what killed the king? And Tyrion jokes that it was pigeon pie. (laughs) And uh, Tywin says, you blame the bakers or the pigeons. Just leave me out of it. I just really like that line. Um, Trant is called as the first witness. Then Pycelle, who's reading a list of his poisons and potions and he's doing a great job of being boring (laughs) sorry (laughs) he confirms that um joff was indeed poisoned and he has the necklace that sansa wore Uh, and then he has the line where he says it was he struck down the most noble child the gods have ever put on this earth and like everyone just has this look on their face like okay trying too hard (laughs) there are Um, limits even for the bootlickers yeah (laughs) yeah and then Cersei's next and she's testifying and just lying through her teeth um followed by Varys um who mentions that Tyrion once quoted monsters are dangerous kings are dying like flies every day and uh, Tyrion asks Varys if he has forgotten about him saving King's Landing and he says unfortunately I never forget a thing 
What do you think is the significance of that? Because it kind of seemed like it was a big deal. I think it was kind of a double meaning for Varys because he likes to talk in riddles and to the audience it'd be like, you know, yeah, I know you said that, you're screwed, but in a way it was kind of, to me it was almost like, yeah, I got your back. (laughs) That was just how I took it. I think it's it's foreshadowing the assistance he gives Jamie later on, which um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about that because of spoiler territory. You know what? I didn't even start the show with that again. (laughs) I'm the worst moderator ever. Um, There's uh, spoilers. We will be spoiling (laughs) (laughs) the books, the show. We're spoiling everything. I'm sorry if you've been spoiled up to now, but you should really know by now. And I don't I'm not really sorry. I take my apologies back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay uh i i really enjoyed the trial scene though like i was enthralled watching it i like i like i don't know i like i think i just really like scenes where all these people come together yes like, the oh wedding, yeah the wedding was great it was like my favorite episode and i think this was my second favorite episode this season so far <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was it, really a good apt- adaptation from the book i mean you can tell that, I mean, it's definitely a fixed trial. And every single thing that you've loved about Tyrion, what he said to Joffrey, <laughs> how you've, like, cheered for him and everything, it's like, it's used against him. And and that's one of the yeah. things I love about this series as a whole. Just the thing, it takes the things that you love about it, like... Uh, the love story stuff and then it turns around and stabs you in the side with it. (laughs) Do you guys think that um, Marin Trant is going to replace Osmond Kettleblack's um, story, you know, in relation to Cersei? I could see that happening. I could see that. Yeah. Wow, she must be really desperate if she has (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) He is just disgusting. (laughs) Can you imagine being in bed with him? No, no, I cannot. No. Oh Robert Baratheon was pretty disgusting, though. So. No, no, no. I think. Oh. <laughs> no. All I can think about is that um, bad <clears throat> eating, lip syncing. He says, "How that sugar?" <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's no Moon Boy. Is is Tyrion gonna say that Cersei was with Serdantas? <laughs> oh my god that's another disgusting one. Oh, oh that's god. terrible say like Lancel and Sir Donda like Lancel and Marichan yeah, and Sir Donda cheese boy cheese boy oh that'd be great yes oh man I had if some it was very cheese boy. shallow thoughts about this scene mainly <laughs> 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 that Charles Dance just looked so good on that film <laughs> Oh my gosh, I thought if you would have saw that, I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I just kept going, oh man. <laughs> Thousand fanfics, right there. You know. <laughs> I also liked, I really liked the, um, I mean, Nicholas, um, I can never say his name, um, Coster, Waldo, and um, Natalie Dormer, I mean, they had no lines, but they were really acting the hell out of that. I really, yeah. You could tell. Nicholas Coster, Waldo's faces are the best during the trial. I'm going to point one out later that if you go back and have a look at it, you'll you'll see. I should make a gift set of all of his reactions throughout the trial. Yes, yes you should. <laughs> yeah. He has a good face. <laughs> one thing I found interesting about this trial is it was very adversarial, like in terms of the crowns presenting its case, and then he is 
uh, he has to present his own case, but they wouldn't let him cross-examine anyone. Right? I mean, it, it's... Uh, cross-examination is one of, like, the most ancient truth-uncovering methods, and they don't even let him do that. No, Westeros yeah. does not subscribe to that. <laughs> I, I also, um, I... Even though I really want... I want Book Tommen. I want the fluffy, cute, fat kid who wants to outlaw beats. And, you know, I do like, with middle-aged Tommen, I, I really loved how they did the costuming. They've middle got aged him in... Tommen. He's not aged <laughs> that much. Oh, come on! I mean, the way he was... I was like, oh, he's like a banker already. But I liked his costuming. I thought they did a really nice job because it looked... Um, it mirrored what Tywin was wearing, what Tyrion was wearing. It was this very severe kind of thing, and it's sort of setting him up that he is very much in, in Tywin's control. Yeah, like he was yeah, a, been president. Like I understand, like he was stepping down and giving it over to Tywin to manage. But you think that would have been a perfect opportunity when you're trying to teach the king, you know, at least to observe. No, hmm. no, okay. Well, it's, I think it's quite a lot for a young mind to. Uh, comprehend, I guess. And, and I think Tywin's got to know that he's not at that point yet, you know? And he's, and Tywin's not, I mean, Tywin is interested in molding him, but he's not interested in, I think, handing down over any power just yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so they call a one-hour break, and you can tell Jamie is not liking where the trial is going by the many wonderful expressions he gives, as Aaron mentioned. Um, and then I have cue one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> Jamie and Tywin. Um, <clears throat> Jamie calls the trial a farce, accuses Cersei of manipulating everything. And Tywin says he'll be punished accordingly if found guilty. Jamie gets a look of, okay, now I got you. Like, you really get the sense like, okay, I'm going to give him what, give him what he's always wanted and I'm going to save my brother. And he offers to give up the white cloak and to I go back to Casterly Rock and uh, Tywin gets this look on his face like gotcha this is the way I've read it oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like this is I don't know it just seems like this is like what Tywin's orchestrated oh yeah oh totally yeah. right I totally I totally agree I think that Tywin totally playing this along for me I think that whenever this trial started if he hadn't have planned anything, Jamie would have just left with with Tommen to go guard Tommen. But he had Jamie stand there and watch Tyrion face this horrible farce of a trial. Right. Watch him suffer, and he knew that Jamie was wanting was wanting to take. He would protect his brother. He'd try to protect his brother as best he could. And the best was when. Tywin is like, okay, agreed. I, I, um, yeah. And you yeah. can see Jamie recognizes that he's been had. He was yeah. totally played. Completely. He's got the best, <sighs> oh shit, face. Like, <laughs> well, he's a great character and I love him, but he is not the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. He, he, he walked right up. into that and <laughs> he's oh. a doer, not a thinker. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, the part, though, where, um, 
Tywin says, you will leave the Kingsguard, go back to Casterly Rock, and marry a suitable woman. And everybody, I could just, I thought of everybody in this fandom shouting, Brienne! <laughs> I know a suitable everybody woman! Did. Right? Right. You went on Twitter after that, everybody was just shouting out Brienne's name. But it's an interesting question. Would she make a suitable woman, according to Tywin's definition? Hmm. Right. I think any woman that's not his sister is going to be right. <laughs> yeah. Tywin at this point. I mean, no. she's the heir to Tarth, so it's not like it's that bad. Well, the other thing I thought of is that Tarth is in between Westeros and Essos. And if Tywin is starting to take the threat of Daenerys seriously, um, you know, he may view that as a very valuable allegiance to have. I'm going to be, I think she might have made the list of, I don't know, suitable brides for his son, I think she'd be at the bottom. I <laughs> yeah, think, I don't think she'd be uh, near the top. And no, I think he'd, and I, and while, I mean, it's a great, there's fanfic opportunities. <laughs> I kept thinking, oh, oh, someone needs to write this, but, and people have. Um, <laughs> they have? But, <laughs> well, I mean, some of these scenarios have come up before, but I mean, there are other women that would probably, you know, be up there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, so uh, talk about them. So someone needs to write that fic where Jamie is trying to bump off all these other women off the list so to get the band. Well, I remember, I mean, you know, Yellow Delaney, her fic home. I mean, she had, like, Ariane yeah. as, like, a, yeah. a potential suitor for Jamie, And I think that would probably have made sense because Dorn. Right. You yeah. know, I... Uh. The thing that really drives me crazy, and this is actually a fault of Martin's, I'm not going to blame the showrunners for this, is he's lost, the, Tywin has lost the North. The minute they declare Sansa a traitor, that's it. I mean, it's going to go to roost. There's, they don't have any hold there, really. And I mean, if he'd been thinking ahead, I mean, they would have found a way to clear her, and then he could have married, I know it's a crappy idea, it would be a terrible marriage, but he could marry Jamie off to Sansa, and then you get the north. Ew. I know. I'm not shut up. <laughs> no. I'm, no. They're both so I'm not. No way. <laughs> I said it would be a terrible marriage. And it would be awful for her and for him. But in terms of of alliances and politics, it would make sense. Except that's gone. I mean, they've right. lost the north. They have no claim on that anymore. Yeah. What if they found Arya? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, she'd kill him in his sleep. Before that, probably. I don't like where this conversation is Sorry. going. <laughs> My mind just keeps going. It's like, oh, if only Littlefinger hadn't married Liza, that would have Tywin would have jumped on that. Ooh. Oh God! <laughs> he tried to do that originally. That was that was the plan. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah with um, what's happening in the books with the show um, and I just wanted to I guess ask about the significance of the the scene being in the show at this point um, it really illustrates that Jamie's willing to give up Cersei yes oh yes and the sad thing about it is I mean he's willing to give up Cersei and go back to Casterly Rock in order for Tyrion to go to the wall but I would see if that actually happened. Xerxes would definitely have, like, take 
Tyrion out. He probably wouldn't make it to the wall. She probably would, yeah. She would put a yeah. stop to that any way she could. She'd have him poisoned or killed. He wouldn't make it she to the wall. She has um, you and knees up at the wall as it is, right? Unless right. Jamie accompanied him. I mean, I could see him bodyguarding until he got to the wall. I yes. don't know. Because he's, yeah. he's not Kingsguard anymore. He doesn't have to stick around. And help. Hey! Brienne is heading to the wall on the show. <gasps> yeah. Everyone's heading to the wall. <laughs> Party at Castle Black. <laughs> Help me out. Um, so, <clears throat> when Jamie returns um, to where the trial is happening, he tells Tyrion to basically shut his mouth and plead guilty. Um, and Tyrion points out that Ned Stark struck a deal as well, and he lost his head. Um, but he said, Father is not Joffrey. He'll keep his word. And then the next witness is called, and it is Shay. And I'm just yeah. internally, sc- internally screaming, no! <laughs> this is going to fuck up this great plan. <laughs> um, so Shay lies, as Tyrion did um, poison the king that he did it for Sansa. Um, and then she says like a whole bunch of other things that are very embarrassing. And you get the scene where everybody's laughing at Tyrion and you kind of, uh, you just feel for him because, you know, he's been going through this his whole life. Like he deserves so much respect and he gets none. <laughs> so I thought they did this scene really well. Oh gosh. Uh, he's going to get an Emmy for this. He better get an Emmy oh, for absolutely. this. Absolutely. Ugh. I mean, even if you don't even want hear what he's saying, his just his his expressions and just it, it was just, oh, I can't even <laughs> I can't even form words. <laughs> it, was, it was just so good. I mean, it was like reading the books, the books coming to life. It was it was really good. I particularly <laughs> liked it when he yelled, "I should have let Stannis kill you all." <laughs> yes, and like, they'd be so much better off. Uh, I cried so much when I read this part in the books. <laughs> as far Just as like the, the shave part goes, as far as the shave part goes, oh gosh. It was actually, I think, it was harsher to watch it than actually reading it because they've actually, you've made... They've made you actually care for Shay. She has mm-hmm. more depth in the show than she did in the books. Because Definitely. in the books, she's just a whore and she's into material things. And it's like in the show, you could tell that she actually had feelings for Tyrion and he pushed her away. And just watching that, it was horrible. And, it's, and oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was more of a revenge, right? Than just her yeah. to climb the ladder. I, I, and I, I really wonder. Like, oh, sorry. Oh. Go, go ahead, Kamba. I, I'm bad with interrupting. I should have warned you this. Um, I liked it, it's something I, I thought was great with her, and I don't normally like this actress very much, but you could see she's scared. She's scared to death of both Cersei. Yes. And I, I really got the sense Tywin is. I'm hoping they're going to go somewhere with this. I know they're going to go somewhere with this, yes. but that it, they this is very much a Lannister production, and they've scared the crap out of her, and it, it was really. It really hit you in the gut. I mean, the way it was working. And you could tell she didn't want to be saying these things right. at all. That's what I've wondered. I've wondered if, if Braun was bought off by Tywin or Xerxes. Um, because in the um, the Red Wedding episode, whenever they're having that 
the pre-wedding party. Um, Xerxes points out to Tywin that, hey, that's Tyrion's whore. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe either Xerxes or Tywin bought off Bronn and had Bronn. Don't think I don't so. think Bronn can be bought off. I think the intention with Bronn in the series at the moment is that he's going to continue to um, replace, and I've totally forgotten the name of the character, the one without a tongue who travels Ellen with Jamie. Dylan Payne. Dylan Payne. Yeah. He's going to, um, as far as I can tell, this is just my theory, I think Bronn's going to replace Ellen Payne on Jamie's later journey. I think right. maybe they intercepted um, Shay on a boat. Maybe they, they gave someone a heads up. You know, it's totally possible. It's just what what kind of clued me in on possibly thinking Bronn was bought off is whenever Tyrion asked him, "Hey, did you bring shade to the boat and everything?" And he kind of just skirted the yes, issue. Yes, yeah. that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, well, hey, we'll just find out sooner or later. We'll see if you're right <laughs> again. <laughs> true. Uh, uh, oh yeah. I just want to point out. Oh, sorry. I just want to point out. Jamie pulls my favorite face. And the tr- I know, I'm still talking about his face. When Tyrion um, declares that he wishes to confess, the look on Jamie's face, he looks <laughs> as though a unicorn just walked into the room. It's the best reaction. I, I kind of, because I, I made that pie gift set, I kind of want to redo that and have someone walking into the throne room with a pie and Jamie's just like... <gasps> Why? I don't know. He's, that, it's, it is his best face. Sorry. You know, I I totally feel for Jamie in that scenario because it sucks when you make a sweet deal for your client and then your client acts like a total ass, <laughs> messes it all up. Well, he looks like he just can't believe what's happening. Like he thought, he thought they were so close. Well, you could see that look on everybody else's face. I mean. Everybody, like Tywin, Cersei, uh, Marjorie, they're all looking like, oh, I'm not going to say the word, but... Go ahead. <laughs> I, can, I can swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right at explicit, so... Okay, so they're all going, fuck. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I'll <Fuck. laughs> be so proud of you now, comma. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so he does admit to being guilty. <laughs> guilty of being a dwarf and uh, I love the line where he says he's watching uh, watching your vicious bastard die gave me more pleasure than a I don't, this is where my file crapped out, <laughs> was it a hundred or there's a lot of whores anyway <laughs> ever could um, and then he demands a trial by combat, combat and that's where everyone else is always like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> So I don't know if I'm missing anything at the end of this episode. That's it. Is that's that it. That's oh, good. My memory <laughs> served me. <laughs> well, you know, then there's also all the <gasps> reactions. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Yes. yes. Did he really do that? <gasps> they needed a goat sound right there as well. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Thank you, Torque. <laughs> okay. So, um, just uh, uh, end our episode we actually have some let's see we'll do the questions uh jana has our questions so lovely people have been sending us in questions so go ahead jana what do you got all right are y'all ready sure kinda. Yes. Uh, kinda. okay all right 
by chance, if anybody ever wants to send us any questions, you can send us an ask on close the door and come here or email us at close the door and at gmail.com. But our first question is by cynically romantic 18. And she asked, what's y'all's favorite line from the book slash show shipper related or not? Hmm. My favorite line. This is a lot of dead air. <laughs> well, it's very oh. difficult to choose. Yeah. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> Her name's Brienne. Brienne, the maid of Tal. Yes, Ooh, that's one. a good one. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine as well. There's um, I forget which book it's from, but it's and I I I I, I was given the well. It's uh, something like a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never, <laughs> the man who never reads lives only once. Yes, I don't know. I like that. I also I think- like Hodor. Roger yes. Martin, I think, recycled that quote from Beauty and the Beast. But he, he oh. wrote it for a Beauty and the Beast episode, and then it appears in the books. There's a couple. Yeah. Actually, that's oh, yep. really cool. That's a I great tidbit. Wow, it's <laughs> cool. Okay. What's the All next right. one? What's okay, the-, the next one is from a, a previous guest on our podcast. Um, sandwiches, yum yum. Yay. She she asked, "I would like to know if the physical appearance of either Gwendolyn Christie or NCW has affected your head canon visions of Jamie and Brienne." Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm for really me. Bad. I- Nikolai has affected it more so than Brienne because I think we, we talked about it a bit last episode but um, book Brienne is I just she's uglier than Gwendolyn Christie could <laughs> hey, uglier. and she has long she's, hair and she's covered in like a thousand freckles she has to have the freckles yeah like I said my Brienne always will have freckles you know and I, and she's I, much kind younger. Of, I kind of picture Jamie as looking way different from Nikolai actually because I, I think he looks a little you know, prettier. Not like not like he's not handsome, but like more feminine, maybe, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Brienne, I agree, is a lot uglier in my head. Yeah. I, I would, to me, like, like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, on. go ahead. To me, like, canon Jamie is more cartoony to me. He's more of like a Ken doll. <laughs> 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 kind of like Joffrey yeah. was in the books. <laughs> Yes, needs golden curls. Yeah, I I would like them to spend a little money not only on the lights but on some hair dye for for Jamie. I think Jamie should be a little blonder. Yeah, well, um, it was in the first season. I think they made all of them a little bit blonder in the first. And then I don't know. They just decided to economize. They thought we wouldn't notice, but they forgot about me. Um, you know, because I'm I'm that way. I'm always focused on this stuff. It drives me. It takes me right out. I don't know, Brian. The one thing, it's, it was, I think that was almost an impossible role to cast. Yeah. I mean, and they really did such a good job, and her acting is so good that I forget to worry about that other stuff, so right. it's not so much of a deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she's not conventionally pretty. I mean, she's a beautiful no. woman, but she doesn't have conventional cookie-cutter kind of princess looks, and I think that helps. I'd have to say, like, her intro in season two was so badass. 
Alright, y'all ready for the next question? Go for it. Alright, Pancakes Love, she asked, what's Hall Hunt's role in Brienne's storyline? He's her Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I have anything to add to that, man. (laughs) I think that sums it up. I don't think we can beat that. <laughs> I think Kyle Hunt is just in the books like uh, like Brienne and Podrick are not very verbose. So they need somebody to kind of needle her and provoke her and get her to speak more. That's I kind of that's what I think anyway. It's just a he's a mechanism to get her to talk more. <laughs> yeah, it's Jamie I don't hate Kyle. I mean, I, he did horrible things, but I think he's an interesting character, which there are some characters who are just horrible without any, I don't care about them, um, or I'm not interested in their stories. I don't know what his purpose is, though. Like, is he her, con- someone said, like, I think in chat, that he's her consolation prize, maybe, if <laughs> something horrible happens to Jamie. I don't know. It's a horrible prize. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have an answer to this one. That would be one you would send back or re-gift, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Jana? Or Eon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, as far as Hull Hunt, I guess, I think in the first podcast I probably explained why I don't like Hull Hunt. <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, you, you could say that he's kind of like a poor man's Jamie in a way. But I think in a way he's kind of like a plot device just to you know needle her kind of like jamie did in a storm of swords um but you know on her quest to find sansa i mean this is like he's offering you know her hand in marriage but he's very opportunistic yeah but he's very upfront too about yes he's very honest about that i kind of like he's a, get, he's almost like bad. giving her a way out. Like, hey, look, you can marry me and head back to Tarth, and I can give you heirs and everything. <laughs> it's kind of that little way out, but you know, she's wanting to, you know, stay on her quest and find Sansa yeah. Star. It gives her um, a choice in everything, right? Yeah. And honestly, I'm I have my doubts on if they're going to cast Hall Hunt in the series or not. They haven't shown any clues as yeah. if they are or not. For me, I've said it before, if they haven't cast Hall Hunt, that kind of cues me into the fact that maybe he dies in the winds of winter. I hate to say that, <laughs> but if they do not cast him in the show, he might. He's not that important, right? Yeah. yeah. He might have died in the winds of I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I don't. I, the one thing I did like about Heil Hunt in the books is when um, they're dragging them to the trees to hang them, and he starts <laughs> shouting, "I'll kill him! I'll kill him!" <laughs> yes. I did like that. That made me like him a little bit. <laughs> I, I do like his honesty. I mean, he's not out there. He's not coloring his stuff with any flowery words. He's, you know what? He he's a hedge knight and he wants to be more successful in life and I mean at least he's upfront about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to lie to Brianna about it. Yeah, least. he's not going to pretend. And I think he feels guilty about what they did to her. And you know, I did get more interested in him, which 
and then of course we got to the whole you know cliffhanger part and now i don't know what's going to happen yeah i don't think that she's going to settle down with hall hunt oh no i don't think think so either she she is the kind of person that can forgive but she will never forget right hall hunt was the main one that plotted the whole bed on her maidenhead Um, He played into giving her a book and sparring with her, things that she really loved. Right. I mean, and I just don't think that she'll ever forget it. She could never trust him. Right. Oh, no. Who knew we could talk this long about (laughs) Hyla? Right? (laughs) Oh, I like Hyla. Oh, you do. I do, yeah. I I kind of, I appreciate him for, um, for being so upfront with Brienne. Um, I like his proposal is just so shit. It's so <laughs> crappy, but um, it amuses me a lot. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, do we have some thank yous to cover? Yeah, a couple, okay. Um, F seventh. Um, every time we've had a podcast, I just want to say thank you, F seventh, for giving us a comment. It makes us, it makes our day. Yeah, um, don't ever stop. I know you were no, we, paranoid. We us too. <laughs> But love them. Love you, Tika. Yes, we love them. Um, She said that she just listened to episode five podcast. Amazing as usual. As usual, to be honest, the podcast probably is one of the most fun Game of Thrones podcasts. Um, That's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, she really liked her. She really liked that we um, picked one of her questions last podcast and she she agreed with us keep sending them we'll pick them every yes. week. <laughs> thank you just thank you for sending us comments it really makes our day um next we have gall and subterfuge she was a, a previous guest um she says thanks for a great podcast natural sharks was a great addition i'd say that even if she didn't represent the the, the danny fan community really <laughs> Natural Sharks was a, a, you know, she's a pretty big Danny fan, so. Yeah, we're not having her back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. She was great. I loved her. <laughs> she says, also, thanks for answering one of my many questions. I agree that sword fucking could lead to real fucking, but I'd also throw out the, oh my God, you're alive. Let's fuck scenario as lead to the frick frack. <laughs> Yes. So thank you so much, GS. And I totally agree that the oh my god, you're alive, let's fuck scenario would totally work. I agree with that. I just hope he gets someone else to write it. Oh, god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fat pink moss. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron Aaron sent us a comment too. What? Um, yes. Uh, just listen to the latest episode. Great stuff. You guys are getting better every week. Especially for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sorry for the decrease in quality this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And last but not least, um, I want to give out a shout out to Joker took my picture, a.k.a. the amazing and talented Maggie. She um, made our second podcast inspired piece of fan art. Uh, based off of one of our questions last week, which was <laughs> was which was Gall and Subterfuge question about 
frick fracking. Need to read frick fracking. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh, I love yes. that piece. And um, her caption was "Sword fighting might lead to an entirely different kind of sparring," and it was beautiful, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, she, she's so talented. She really is. <gasps> yes. is. she even real? It's <laughs> 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 this real life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we love getting your notes. We love um, hearing that you're enjoying listening. Um, if you'd like to leave us a message, you can at close the door and at gmail dot com, or you can. Um, we encourage you also to join us on Tumblr at close the door and come here dot tumblr dot com. Um, so uh, oh, one more thing, iTunes. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review and give us a rating because it bumps up our our profile and yes I, and again i don't know why i want that but i just do <laughs> <laughs> it's the climb <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like seeing where's where's the little finger accent <laughs> <laughs> i did it last week someone else has to take a crack at it like us on itunes <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, ladies. You're lovely. Thank you. You're wonderful. Um, good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good day to you, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Bye. 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 See ya.